0: tech world is so small so small so if you are starting this mentality of like being very selfish as a leader or a company or a brand it's really not going to do you any favors like trust me that word will spread like crazy and everyone will be like we don't want to work for them they have like crazy restrictions on who i can be as an individual human so i think that's just like a general rule of thumb for leaders welcome to rep your brand a podcast for B2B marketers who are looking to build their career through a strong personal brand. Wrap Your Brand is hosted by Nick Bennett, one of LinkedIn's top voices on field marketing and personal branding. personal branding. In each episode, Nick captures stories on how to overcome the challenges marketers face with growing their brand. So if you're a marketer looking to open doors and create opportunities that you never thought were possible, then listen in to get tangible tips and strategies to build your very own personal brand. Hello,
1: and welcome to another episode of Rep Your Brand, a podcast from B2B marketers who are looking to build their careers through a strong personal brand. I'm Nick Bennett. This podcast is brought to you by my friends over at Motion. They're a done-for-you podcasting service for scrappy marketing teams and B2B tech. They're two of the nicest guys around, and the work that they do is truly world-class. You can find them at motionagency.io. And today, I'm super excited. This is someone that I have been following forever. She is literally such a wonderful human being, Kaylee Edmondson, who is the director of Demand, Janet Brightwell. Kaylee, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Yeah, are you kidding? Thank you so much for having me. I'm pumped to be here.
1: Absolutely. So for those who don't know who you are, which I'm sure isn't many, why don't you give just kind of a little bit of your background? I know, you know, you can go into, you know, you were at Chili Piper before. Just kind of talk a little bit about who Kaylee is.
0: Yeah, sure. So born and raised just in a small town outside of Nashville, honestly. So it's like I don't know, odd chance or fate that I ended up in this crazy B2B SaaS world, but entered into a true startup, like in early days in my career out of like pure LinkedIn luck, this guy found me and was like, Hey, we need somebody to do marketing. And he didn't really know what that meant. And I definitely didn't know what that meant, but I was like, okay, I'm down. Sure. I think it was like higher number 20. And honestly, that's where I got the buzz for just like, I loved nothing more than the insane roller coaster of B2B SaaS. And ended up helping build out a marketing function there and found that my own skill really fell within the demand gen function. And so I've just like had a, a stint of a career within the speed 2 b SaaS game, specifically standing up demand gen programs, normally at post series A SaaS companies, but we can get into that too because Bright Wheel is obviously post that stage in their own career and their own growth. So yeah, that's kind of like the fast TLDR about me and my career and background and at least like where I've found that I drive the best, or or get the most energy inside of a a marketing team.
1: Sweet, absolutely love that. So I want to kind of get your thoughts around the whole personal branding aspect of things. Like, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think it's important? Do you think it could make an impact into someone's career? Because I don't want to say you're not active on social media, LinkedIn specifically, but like you know, you you do posts, it blows up, but like. What are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like you have to show up every day or, I mean, you're just a busy person or
0: whatever? Yeah. What yeah. Let me say this. So like, even before I was like, quote unquote, we'll call it like semi-active. Cause I definitely don't want to be like, I am active compared to, especially like you putting out really great content daily. Like there's, I'm just not at that caliber and especially not now. And we can get into why even in early days, like I said, my very first gig at Kindful, their CEO had viewed my profile on LinkedIn, which, you know, 10 years ago, I was getting zero views on my profile. So it was a huge deal. And in his name, it said, we're hiring. So I was like, hey, saw you checked out my profile. You're hiring. What's up? And it started this great thing. And I ended up getting a gig there. I was the first marketer, built a team, like built literally like my foundation and passion for marketing came from that experience. And that guy just viewed my LinkedIn profile. So that was nothing. From there, I kid you not, and this is like no weird flex, but just generally saying, I have not applied for any of the jobs that I've had. I've either been found by a recruiter that's working for that company or have been found by someone that's leading that function at that company directly all through LinkedIn. So, like, is personal branding important? I feel like at this stage in the game, that's got to be a ridiculous question, but yes, super important. And I also think it's really important how you show up. So, we can get into like Chili Piper. I think that'll be the most interesting point. That's the moment in my career where I really understood the value of a brand and personal brand specifically. I have almost always worked for Martech companies, which would set me up for success in terms of personal branding and like almost, you know, using LinkedIn as my true diary to express like wins, losses, learnings within my field to also an audience that is applicable for buying the product I'm working for. So it would have been throughout my entire career, the most like meta experience, but I didn't click for me until I was at Chili Piper. I had come back in, I guess it would be January of 2021, come back from maternity leave. I'd had a baby, had some time off to like think and, you know, not be in the daily grind to really understand like what we should be doing at Chili Piper to move the needle. And it was like, wait, we're trying really hard to sell specifically to demand gen marketers. And I'm a demand gen marketer. It's really hard for me to think of myself as like a thought leader or put titles on it like that. But I was like, I do like, I I feel like I do a successful job here for Chili Piper. So I'm sure there are learnings, even if some of them are like 101 level learnings that I should be sharing one for my own sanity and like well-being, but also for others to really learn from my mistakes or my wins. Like it just feels very full circle. So why are we doing that? And at the time I was, you know, really in my fields, I had, you know, t- taken some time off. I'd been with my baby for all this time. And I was like, I don't know, like really not very confident about it, but it seemed like a good idea. And I had pitched it to Nicholas, our CEO in one of my initial like one-on-ones coming back. And he was like, Are you kidding? Yes, absolutely. Like, why are you not already doing that? I don't understand. And so to be met with no resistance, right, to be able to like go out and share Chili Piper's story very publicly, he was like, I really don't care what you post. Obviously, it's your channel. Do what you want. Share whatever you feel. Like, he's like, we don't have secrets here, so I don't care. Was almost like so jarring that I just, I don't know, felt this huge rush of like, I have to do this and I have to figure out how we can make this work for the brand. But also for myself.
1: Yeah, you bring up so many good points. So I want to I tell you like a fun story, which yeah. I don't know if I've actually ever told you, but I was in New York City. This was years ago, probably like, when was Chili Piper founded? Like, 2016, or started as a 2016,
0: 2017. Okay, so it
1: must have been like just before that. And I was in New York City. I was sitting down at this table. It was a modern sales pros event. Mm-hmm. And this guy... Nicholas comes he's sitting next to me he's just like he starts talking he's like hey I'm starting this company I wanted to get your thoughts as a marketer and we started talking I was like oh that's such a great idea that's brilliant turns out the company was Chili Piper like after all of that and like I've just been following like that story for so long now so like I just wanted to like tell someone that that story because I was just like we were sitting next to each other at a table and he was like brainstorming with me like as a marketer what would be important to me I just thought it was so cool.
0: That's so fascinating. And I think it's so, it's crazy because Chili Paper in and of itself has like really evolved its persona over time as the products developed. Of course, also like who they market to has also developed. And so in early days, we actually thought our persona or our buyer was far different than we, they believe that their buyer is today. (laughs) And it's so interesting. So in terms of personal branding though, to be met with such a jarring, like, yes, there should be no questions here. Like, how can I help you response from him? just in terms of like his support for my idea or concept was so powerful that it really set us on this trajectory of like investing not only my time, but, and I didn't really see it, it all unfolded so quickly. And honestly, like was such a nice, natural, like synchronization amongst the company to make it happen that Obviously, all the credit goes to Nicholas and Alina for even like caring or giving the time of day to do it. But then really the power of the team to support me in those efforts to try and build this personal brand on account of myself, which I know is also like such a that's probably like the most resisting part that most leaders face is like if we as a company invest in your personal brand, like what does that mean? for like where you'll go or like all that. But to be met with none of that, it just worked so beautifully and so quickly that our efforts and like the level of effort versus level of impact we were seeing from investing in brand escalated, I feel like far faster and far deeper amongst our target market than we ever could have projected up front.
1: It's so huge. You you touched on a few things that I want to kind of go into, but the whole fact of, you know, leadership, empowering employees to to do their thing, build their brand. Because trust, I, I've had this conversation with not only leadership at Alice, but at previous companies as well. And so they're like, well, what happens if employees leave because they get all these opportunities from everything that they've been doing? Like, I'm interested in your thoughts on that because listen, like no one's going to stay at the same company that they work for now. It's just not sure. the, the way that it used to be but you should be thinking of that long-term game for yourself because at the end of the day, you still have to look out for yourself no matter what. It's a business. It's still, I mean, especially as we're entering like this down market now, it's like you have to look out for number Mm -hmm. one at the end of the day, feed your family, things like that. So like, what are your thoughts on, you know, the employers and especially leadership teams empowering their employees? And then what are your, the second piece is like, what are your thoughts on, you know, I guess them renting your personal brand? Like, or being afraid that you're going to leave at some point.
0: Yeah, no, it's so interesting. And I wish that I had like a well thought out monologue in response to this, but instead you're going to get this like off the cuff version. And so I think in in two ways, one, it's like in the it lens or like aspect of imp- like leadership investing in employees. Honestly, the te- like my cop out answer is like the tech world is so small, so small. So if you are starting this mentality of like, being very selfish as a leader or a company or a brand, it's really not going to do you any favors. Like, trust me, that word will spread like crazy and everyone will be like, we don't want to work for them. They have like crazy restrictions on who I can be as an individual human. So I think that's just like a general rule of thumb for leaders. It's like, please don't be that way. Please don't be that way. Support your people because I feel like by Nicholas and Alina really investing in me and like empowering me to try and do something for myself that also benefited their business really it only made me love them a hundred times more and it and I think your other point was like worded almost so weird that I want to like object to it as you were saying it where you're like I, I wish I could repeat exactly what you said but you asked about like how does that almost like they are renting my profile or something for a period of time while I'm doing that but I think it's so interesting because if you If you as an individual contributor have found a company that is a good fit for you and is the right fit for you, like for me, things that I look for when I'm joining a company are like, do I agree like fundamentally with this product? Like, do I see its product market fit? Am I attached to what it could do for the market, for the users that it's influencing, for the consumers it's influencing, whatever the case may be? Do I have a strong connection to this leadership team and the mission they are trying to build like within their culture, but also within the market? And then like ultimate opportunity for myself, right? Like, can I make a difference in this piece of the puzzle for this larger company? And I think in that, if you found like a yes and a good match to all of those things, for me, it was like a no brainer. There was literally zero hesitations or questions in me. Almost creating my entire profile is just like an orange pepper based. Love Fest. It was like, I mean, I'm obsessed still to this day. I am obviously an advisor at Chili Piper and I'm still very connected to this brand and the people that run this business. So, the like renting concept was like, I was almost objecting as you were asking the question because I'm like, it isn't actually, I don't know that that thought ever really crossed my mind at all. Um, Actually, like my profile is still my, me and my Chili Piper swag because I am still very connected to them. They have truly made me part of who I am today as a marketer. And so, I don't know that that's like the rent thing is hard for me to address because I'm like, it shouldn't feel like rent. And if it does, then I think you've like missed on one of the alignment pieces early on, in which case I would like recommend like reevaluating like where you're at or which of those pieces is like off in your own analysis. And then I think, too, sure, if you market, you invest in your market that you've hired to be your, you know, employer brand and to rep your brand and your company yeah they might leave right especially in this market they might leave but i think that i mean this right here is probably a testament of that right this is a 30 minute 20 minute podcast Mm -hmm. all about how much i love this company that no longer pays my bills and i think that that's part of it right like i am now an evangelist i was an evangelist ironically i had bought and championed chili piper before i even joined that company and i am now going to continue to do that because they are truly supportive humans like and still continue to check in on me to this day and I think that's just because they're good people so you know it's it's hard to address I guess if you don't have that scenario for you I would consider you should probably find somebody else leadership that is very supportive of who you are today and who they want you to become when you do or don't work for them anymore
1: yep yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it any better myself. It's it's something that I think there's a lot of questions around because not everyone has that great leadership as well. I mean, it's lots of times people just either don't understand it or they're just, you know, they think that it's it's going to be against the company. But I can tell you, like mm-hmm. through self-attribution, that I am gonna drive a million dollars in pipeline myself just from creating content on LinkedIn this year. And I don't say it to like, brag or anything like that but i'm just showing that like the the power of like what a platform can do for a company Mm -hmm. as well it's in the funny thing is i don't even talk about alice in my content maybe in like two percent of what i post is like things around that like we just released brand new uh messaging and positioning last week that was the first post that like i did about it in probably like three months to be honest with you However, every single week, there's two to three inbound demos that are specifically calling out, like, my name in LinkedIn. And, like, it can make a huge impact for the business if it's done right. But you also have to have that support and want to, to be able to do it, too, I think.
0: I think so, too. And I think that, honestly, like, if I'm trying to think from, like, a leadership perspective, I think the fear maybe is partially like, oh, we will build you up, you will leave. But secondary... Is probably just around like privacy or confidentiality. I feel like a lot of companies, a lot, probably the majority of companies build in private versus building in public. And if you've landed at a company that really believes in the power of confidentiality or privacy or like, you know, just keeping everything very hush, then they are going to be naturally much less supportive of you being public, especially depending on the the type of content that you're publishing. Obviously at Chili Piper, I was like, these are the campaigns we're running. These are the wins we're seeing. It was like very in the weeds for what we're doing as programming for our go-to-market function. So it was like very transparent, but our culture was built around transparency. So that's why it fed very naturally into just like how Chili Piper operates as a company versus, I don't know, maybe if you work for a company that is public and you're like held to Wall Street standards, th- that probably looks a lot different in how you're able to really build your profile online because naturally you have different <laughs> different investors, different stakeholders that you can't share so publicly. But if you're working for a company that is private or public and and does need to like report to Wall Street, I would still imagine that there's a world in which leaders can be very supportive of how you want to build your your brand in public just with maybe a couple caveats that are like, please don't disclose like our revenue numbers or our growth metrics, or please don't make projections in public about where you think we'll be. Those types of things, which I still feel like is totally within bounds for like building a healthy and supportive relationship from a leadership standpoint so that your team can truly go out and crush this like word of mouth, dark funnel market that is the only way forward. And so it's like all the people that aren't on that ship are going to be so far behind three, five, 10 years from now that they will like regret not having invested for so many reasons invested in their employer base
1: yeah i, I mean i couldn't agree more with you you know so interesting. i, I want to talk first i want to talk about bright whale and, like kind of oh, your sure. move to bright whale and like you know i've, I've been looking reading your content and so like i said every time you post it it seems to blow up and you, you haven't posted as much lately. Like, I feel like there is weeks, sometimes weeks gap. Like, I think the last For time sure. you posted was a week ago. Like, is there is there a reason? Like, are you just more focused on, like, building the team at Brightwheel versus putting your effort into social right now? Or, like, what's yeah. up with that? Yeah,
0: I think so. I think so. So, obviously, at Chili Piper, part of my – in the early days, it was, like, a side gig. And then once we found out, oh, this is a real thing, part of my day job was, like, hey – make sure that all the learnings that you're digesting and synthesizing internally are also shared publicly. And obviously we we're running the podcast. It was like so yep. much more natural for me to get that. Our audience was also marketers. So it was very like meta. There was this natural feedback loop of me gaining insights, recording an episode on it, sharing it with the public. All of those things were like much more cyclical because it was also part of me doing my day job was to attract more marketers. Here, obviously, I'm, I've moved to Brightwell. Brightwell is an early education software management company focusing specifically on pre-kindergarten years. So think of um, child care directors, center directors are our target. And we are p- focused on ages zero through five. So preschools, early education learning, Montessori schools, things like that. So our buyer is substantially different um which is exciting i was very drawn to brightwheel um on a personal note i have two young girls that are both in preschool um right now and so solving this issue for that very like very deserving and overworked industry was just a a, a big calling and a big passion to be able to marry like my skill set with something that's very first principles like very very important for us to figure out as as a country, but also hopefully eventually globally. And I just felt like it was it was a good point in my life to try and really connect my work with something that's very impactful also on a personal level. And this is my first like real venture outside of the MarTech space. So it would be also a very interesting challenge for me just on a demand gen perspective to get in front of a wildly different audience than I traditionally have been. So our audience is very different now. Coming into Brightwell, we are a series C company our marketing team is still pretty scrappy, though. We're 13 people today, actively hiring for so many roles, but that is largely where I'm spending my time. So we are, uh, we can get into all this too. I know this is not a marketing podcast, but we are very scrappy right now on like headcount. And my, part of my responsibility is obviously to grow the team, but also to build out a, a long term strategy for us. We're in back to school peak season right now. So it's very much like boots on the ground, getting things done, fire drills daily which means that obviously if I'm going to be doing a great job at work, I'm probably not on LinkedIn every day. Or, you know, when I was at Chili Piper, I was on LinkedIn, like literally every day doing something, Um, even if just like lurking and consuming so that I could also learn and be a better marketer. That is like not the luxury I have right now in this stage of growth at Brightwheel. And so I, I still want to obviously focus on LinkedIn and provide really great content to that community. Like, I honestly learned so much from this network that I have and from following other people like yourself who have built up this really great network. It's like selfishly also a really good place to spend time. So I need to get back to where I have more time in my day to be there, to participate, to communicate, all of those types of things. But I also deem it as a luxury, not a requirement. And so right now while we're in building mode and really heads down, when I am sharing things out, I want to make sure that there's something that's really impactful to Anybody that happens to follow me, like I never want to just be posting to post. And because we're in building mode right now, I'm really working on some meaty projects. So I think that out the other end of this, like obviously I've just hit my 90 days. So I am working on some content that's like what I thought I was going to do in the first 90 days versus like what we, where we actually landed. And I, I really want to try and like walk through some discrepancies around that so that maybe other people can be like, oh, this is what I should try and do in my first 90 days, et cetera. So I think that that's like my content will shift. Right. And I think that's maybe true of anybody. Like as you go through phases of life, your what you're interested in or your passions or your content itself will shift. And I think that's where I'm at now. Like I have a lot of really exciting things at Brightwell that I need to tackle and would feel more confident sharing once it's like behind me, not like, I don't know, you know, we're just strapped all over the place and I'd rather be a really good steward of my time in early days, especially for this team while we're in building mode, and then can do, you know, meaningful share outs on on LinkedIn and other channels after.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you bring up you bring up a really good point, because I feel like when you leave the martech or sales tech scene, it's like, you know, like, I think about this often, because right before I came to Alice, I worked for a company that was in selling to developers and engineers. Mm-hmm. And so, like one, like it wasn't, you know, it was completely different for me. And it was like, ooh, I don't like know about this. Plus, my network, like, th- I wasn't connected to those people on LinkedIn. So, me posting right. on LinkedIn, it didn't mean anything. So, like, it's it's a good point. It's also why I'm just like, I don't know if I could ever leave Martech or Sales Tech at this point because, like, I mm-hmm. have built up a good enough network where it's like, you know, I don't, I don't know, like could I just step away? And it's also so ingrained in my mind now that it's just part of my everyday kind of like, this is just something I have right. to do. But it's, I, I mean, I could definitely see that it's its something where I talk to a lot of like marketing leaders, and they're just like, if, if it's outside of MarTech or sales tech, they're just like, you know, sometimes it's not as important to me or it's on it's in build mode. But I think you have the right mindset of, you know, sharing your learnings once these things are past you, because there is probably lots of people who are in a similar situation that could take value from that. And that's why yeah. like one of the things that I was curious about is, you know, some people say a personal brand is about adding value. Some say it's just being yourself, like true authentic self, but it doesn't really offer someone tactical advice. Like mm. what does adding value mean? If you're a marketer that's looking to get started.
0: No, mine's tactical value. Like it really is though. Like I think when I, first off, like posting anxiety is like so real. I can't say that at any point in my life, I think I i don't think I've ever really experienced anxiety. Like when you're going up on stage and talking in front of people. Oh my gosh. That's, it's just, there are some people that are born for it and I am not in that fleet of humans, which is fortunate and unfortunate. So when I was going to make my first post on LinkedIn, I was literally thinking those same things though. Okay. Like, Be myself because that's if I'm trying to create a character, I'm not qualified to be an actor either. So, like, I need to sound like myself. This needs to be like sassy and short and southern and like all the things that I am, so that it's just like, this is who I am, take it or leave it. And if people repel it, then I know this is not going to work. So, like, I just need to, you know, figure it out. But I also, like, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to spend time on it, it needs to provide values. Like, how, what do I actually know within these two ears that's like helpful, like truly helpful to humans? and I, it would be embarrassing, but we should probably do it. Like go back through time to look at my first, like, Oh, I'm going to start posting on LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure it was something about optimizing your Google ads campaigns. Like, I'm pretty sure that's where I started with like my roots of what I know. I was like, Oh, we did this thing today. And I like optimized this. And like, we totally overlooked this campaign. And now like, these are our results. It was very like metrics driven because that's like home for me. Like I live in numbers and that's where I feel most confident. So I started with, like, what I know and then branched out from there. And then, of course, like, once we started the podcast and I could, like, riff on other people's perspectives, that provided, like, more qualitative feedback for me to also have, like, opinions or objections about. But in early days, it was like, talk about what you know. Like, what have you done at work today that can provide value to somebody else that's struggling in the same boat you are? And to your point around MarTech, what's interesting enough is, like, What I have found is like being in this MarTech bubble is so lovely for so many reasons. But once you step out, think about all the people in the world that are running marketing programs that aren't marketing to marketers. That that market is so huge. And I can't speak for every MarTech company, but in general, MarTech companies are light years ahead of those that are marketing to other industries or other personas or other prospects. And so it's like, just think about all the learnings that we have in this MarTech bubble, where just like 10% of them could drastically increase the like fail or pass rate of other SaaS businesses. So that's kind of the mentality where I'm thinking I've had such a good run in MarTech from, you know, early days at Kindful to like being at Campaign Monitor through all of their seven acquisitions of other email SaaS companies to working at a boutique that only served B2B SaaS companies, primarily in MarTech, and then Chili Piper. Like I've had this good MarTech run and I feel like I've gained so much learning from all of that. And then coming to Brightwheel, it's like drastically different. And honestly, behind all of the like modernization and innovation we'd made at Chili Piper hasn't yet been implemented here. So it's like grassroots playing field to come in and make a serious impact for early educators that are truly educating the next generation of humans. So I don't know. It just seems like such a no brainer that it's like there are so many learnings. And if I can also channel even that story, right, of like having the privilege of being in this MarTech bubble to now leaving and serving an industry that's not MarTech and all of the like quick wins, low hanging fruit that we've been able to tackle in 90 days plus because of it could help so many other people.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's so true. I like, when you put it like that, and you're you you put it in a really thoughtful way that like makes me think as well. So I mean, it's, (gasps) it's such a good point, though, because you get in this like mindset of something. And it's just like, you don't realize and I have a four year old daughter as well. And she's in daycare right now is in like, I just think of that. And like, when you talked about this whole thing, it was just so interesting to me. So I know we're coming up on time, so I want to kind of finish with like one final kind of question for you before we kind of go into to, you know, where can people find you? But what single piece of advice would you give to marketers that are just starting out in their marketing journey? Cuz I talk to a lot of, you know, high school and college that want to go into marketing, that want to start posting content. Like where do you just suggest they even begin?
0: Hmm. For me though, it's all about like the networking though. I think that posting is like a muscle, right? So it's like, it's maybe you're not born, you're not born with that muscle. There are probably a few people that are born with muscles. I don't know if I was in that class either, but I think that posting is a muscle you need to learn over time before. And at least, especially for me, the thing that helped before I started posting was to really network and start to build. Like, I can't even say a community because that is now deemed as like A large number, but like start to build a a committee of humans that you believe in. Start following people that are thinking outside of the mold or like questioning the status quo or agree with, you know, I would say agree with like 50 percent of the things that you do and then disagree with 50 percent of things you do. Right. So like try and build a pocket of humans around you, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you need to go to do that based on your industry and what you're interested in talking about or learning about and start really like synthesizing what they're saying and commenting and like engaging in actual conversation with them. Because I think that will give you like such a grounding anchor to help you figure out what's most impactful, what really gets like your gears turning and makes you excited about trying to provide value or build your own brand or a combination of both in an online way. Before that, if you just start posting, I just don't feel as though it will land as well as you might think it will land in your head. So yeah, like find your people. That's the thing. Find your people wherever they are. And I would literally challenge like find people that agree with you and then really seek hard after those people that don't because it's very interesting even over time. The things that I would adamantly debate 10 years ago in my career are quite laughable versus like my stance on most things now. So I just think that it will open you up to a whole world to understand concepts from multiple perspectives. And I think that would be like the most critical place to start.
1: Kaylee, that's fantastic advice. Thank you. I want to kind of give you some time. You know, where can people go to connect with you because you are such an incredible human? Like, (laughs) you know, anything you want to plug, Bright Whale, whatever, this is your time. So the floor is yours.
0: Oh, yeah. Selfishly, if there's anybody listening to this podcast that, is also interested in Brightwheel or the early education sector, we're hiring across the board. So anything in marketing, if you are a marketer and would love to come work with us at Brightwheel, we would love to have you. So just like plug for that. If you're looking for a gig, we're hiring. Outside of that, if anybody wants to follow me, like Nick said, I'm on LinkedIn, but not daily. So shoot me a a DM or a connect request. I'd I'd love to connect with you there. Yeah. Other than that, it was so lovely to be on here. I'm so excited you asked me to, to join you for an episode
1: amazing awesome well thank you so much kaylee i can't wait to share this with the world and we'll catch you all soon on rep your brand
0: thank you for listening to rep your brand make sure to subscribe on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite shows
1: and if you learned something new today
0: it'd be great if you left us a review we'll catch you next time